Hey, Southern California. Thanks for joining us on SoCal Live. I'm Rob McCoy, pastor at God Speak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. Being the guest host, joined with me in the studio is Bryce Eddy, Super Bryce. And uh, we, we've had in studio a uh, six-term congressman from Ohio, uh, the amazing Bob McEwen. And uh, now we are getting ready to have a phenomenal guest. And uh, Bryce, uh, why don't you share with them? And then also, I, I really want the folks to know that the third segment of this program, this hour, is all theirs. I mean, we, we've got a fireman coming in from Beverly Hills that we want to talk about what's going on with these mandates and these guys are losing their jobs. These frontline work, uh, you know, the folks that were heroes are, are now being fired. And we're going to cover all that. But share with everybody kind of the breakdown and what we're going to do with that last segment and how they can listen in and prepare for questions. Yeah, please call in. You know, it's it's uh, your time with us, and um, you know, it's the the freest uh, part of radio. So That's you right. know, call call in eight 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 five two eight two five five seven, and we've got Madison Cawthorn on the line. He's the youngest congressman in modern history. It, well, I was, I, you know, I'm just going to say he's the young, youngest congressman ever elected uh, in American history because the, the the I was reading the history, and it was one guy who was kind of obscure and it was just a weird deal. And, and the amazing story about Madison is uh, he, he was on his way to a service academy. He had been accepted to one of the military academies. And as he was on his way, uh, he was in a horrible accident, became a, a, a paraplegic. Um, and, and this man made the most out of life. And I remember running into him through my daughter. He was uh, doing speeches, and he was going to come and speak at our church. It never came together. COVID hit. I'm over in Virginia, and I see him uh, at a Turning Point event with Charlie Kirk. And, and Madison says, I'm running for Congress. I'm like, man, that's that's an uphill climb. And he didn't even have the endorsement. Uh, Bob, who who was the uh, congressman that didn't give him his endorsement? Neither did his wife. I mean, they endorsed two separate people. It's Mark Meadows' district. Yeah, Mark Meadows' district. Loves. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, this this he's tough, though. And next thing I know... He is Congressman Madison Cawthorn. This guy rocks. So uh, let's welcome Congressman Madison Cawthorn. Madison, you there? I am on, my friend. It's great to be on with you. Thanks for the intro. Oh, yeah, you bet, man. I know I know. you got to get to the House to do some votes, but um, I wanted you to know you are in the presence of my hero, Congressman Bob McEwen, and you're a younger version of him because I'm watching <laughs> you stand fearless in the in the House. Um, and uh, I, I, I was going to let... Bob ask you a question because uh, he gets the house. He knows what you're up against. And uh, we've been praying for you, and you've been a blessing. But, Bob, what, what was it that was on your We were talking about it earlier. Well, Madison, we're so glad that you're there. But in the most exalted position in the United States government, Article 1, Section 1, House of Representatives, you're a member. Your title is representative to the Congress. And as a U.S. representative, how is it that you're able to function in the current circumstances? And what is the difference between the way this country's operated for over 200 years and the way that's operated in the last several months under this speaker? Well, you know, thank you so much for that question. I know you served six terms before I was here, so I really feel like I'm standing on your shoulders. So thank you for the work you put in. I'm just trying to save the country that you helped build. Uh, but you're absolutely right. What's going on with Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is completely con- contradictory to the, how our country has been run for over 240 years. Uh, she has, it, she has mi- basically weaponized the entire federal government to work against her political rivals. I mean, she is, uh, she's, put, she, she's having members of Congress swept for weapons before they come onto the House floor. She's having people spied upon. I mean, you see what her and Joe Biden are trying to do with the IRS. 
um, hiring, you know, 1,200 new employees just to spy on the American people. And then the thing that is the most egregious is Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden together have created a movement to try and politicize the United States Armed Forces. Uh, the United States Armed Forces have always been, you know, you're not allowed to touch that in a political manner. They were supposed to be someone who was going to go out and fight for freedom, and whatever happened with domestic issues what happened. But now we can see that they're trying to root out extremism, and I'm using air quotes around extremism. Yeah. Uh, because when I asked Nancy Pelosi and her cronies what they define extremism in the military as, they said, well, we don't have a working definition, but we're working hard spending billions of dollars trying to root it out. Yeah. Uh, and so we all know what that means. That means anybody who had a MAGA sticker on the back of their truck, uh, anybody who goes to church on Sundays, that is the extremism that they are looking for. And I think it's really, truly disgusting. Well, and, and, and Madison, so you've been contending with that, and, and you've been standing fearlessly, and, and I've been blessed by it. Uh, have you had any pushback in relation to it? And, and then the other question I would have is, when you showed up, when you had been newly elected, and you show up, I mean, literally the Capitol was under siege. I mean, they won't build a southern border wall, but they had built a wall around the entirety of the Capitol. It must have been like uh, Hunger Games. I mean, that, that, was, that must have been just bizarre. It is exactly how it felt. You know, the one thing that was great is, you know, the whole Capitol was empty, so I got to go around and explore it for so long. But then as I'm rolling through and seeing these beautiful statues, each state gets to set up two statues of their most revered men or women. Uh, as I'm going around seeing all the history that's taken place in this area, seeing the, the original Supreme Court room that had that's actually inside of the original Capitol building, as I'm rolling around, I see the cornerstone. You know, it was great that I got to give myself that self-guided tour, but then I was just so depressed looking out that window, seeing this wall, saying, this is the people's house, but yet we have now built a wall around it as if this is the keep, and we are royalty. We're supposed to give decrees out to the, slot, the snotty-nosed American people who can't make decisions of their own. Uh, it was truly disgusting. It's very hard to come into a, uh, that kind of situation. But you know what? I'll tell you. Uh, I went through a severe car accident. You know, I'd been nominated to the United States Naval Academy. I was playing on I had a full ride ROTC scholarship at, at 18. My whole, I had my whole life ahead of me. Uh, but then my entire life was derailed, and uh, that created this grit and this determination in me that when I feel like God gives me a mission, that is what I'm going to achieve. So although I came up here in the most difficult of circumstances, I truly feel like God created me for hard times. I feel like I was born for such a time as this. And I think my entire generation is going to create a renaissance in America. You know, Madison, I'm, I, I couldn't more agree with you. I, I, and for those of you who are joining us right now, uh, on the line is Congressman Madison Cawthorn, the youngest elected congressman in the history of the country. Um, and, and I have to tell you, Madison, I have witnessed you share in three services. Now, you're, you're a paraplegic. You're in a wheelchair. You, you've got physical limitations that y you don't even let them stop you. And I know that you're dealing with continual pain uh, behind the scenes. I could see it in your face, although you were chipper and happy with everyone you ran into, but you just have this dogged determination. And I love the fact that you're inspiring your generation. I mean, tell everybody how old you are and, and how old you are, how old you were when you got elected. I mean, this is inspirational to an entire generation that there is hope for this country. Folks, wake up, do what Madison's doing. And he doesn't even, you know, he, he stands, he stands taller than anyone in the country and he's a paraplegic. I mean, you, you bless me. So, so tell everyone how old you are and how old you were when you got elected. So I'll tell you, you know, to be constitutionally eligible to be a member of Congress, you have to be 25 years old. Uh, my birthday happened in August, right before the election, so I, ha I just slid into that base. Uh, wow. so I am now 26. I turned 26 as a member of Congress. 
Um, I'm the youngest member in modern history. Uh, and, and you know what? I think the greatest part about that is there are right now a record number of people under the age of 30 who are running, running for Congress all over the country. Uh, and I believe the reason for that is, is because, you know, I think it's starting to become apparent if we just sit back on the sidelines and, and we're laissez-faire as so many Republicans and, and the church has been for so long, then we are going to lose our country to Marxism. I mean, you know, as Ronald Reagan famously said, you know, if communism is to come to America, it will come in the name of Anthony Fauci. Or that's not actually what he said, but yeah, I got you. he said it will come in the name of liberalism. And that is exactly what we're seeing right now. Uh, the fact that using the title of liberalism, we're seeing socialism introduced in, in, in indoctrinating entire generation. So I think my generation is starting to stand up. I think people are starting to realize if I don't get involved now, if I wait until I'm 50 years old and you know, wait my time and my, my, my turn in line, then I won't have a country left by the time I get there. You know, uh, Madison, uh, Bob's Congressman McEwen is is an unashamed believer in Jesus Christ. He he preaches the gospel. He speaks all over the country. He presents Christ. He he's a Christian before he's anything else. But he believes in this country because he sees the value in it. And his Christianity and his politics are seamlessly intertwined. And here you are at your age. Most most kids just don't want anything to do with politics. Uh, you, you talk about millennials that just seem to check out. What was it that inspired you to say, you know what, uh, this fits my faith, and, and this is critical. I want this to be a part of who I am, and you've inspired countless people across the country. How does your faith intertwine with it all? Well, I will tell you, I apologize. for the ringing in the background. They're letting us know that votes are going on. All right, you let me know when you got to go, because— Oh, I, I will. Don't worry. I, I, I'm excited to be on with you, and I'll stay on as long as I can. Um, but what, what's going on is that most, so many people have heard this, this term that was used in the letter from one of our founding fathers, stating that you know we need to have a separation of church and state. And people take that to mean, okay, we don't, we don't need any religion or politics. But that is completely incorrect in the context that it was written. It was written to say that we are not going to have the government in churches. Not that we weren't going to have the church and government, because I will tell you, if, if we don't start taking taking command of what's going on, uh, if we don't start taking command of what's going on in America, and, and as as Christians just deciding to sit on the sidelines and not get involved, well, then my friends, we're going to lose our country. And you, you know, I will tell you, I will tell you, um, I, I genuinely believe that it is our duty to protect every single person, regardless of of their gender, regardless of their faith, regardless of their point of origin, we will protect their constitutional rights. That's right. But as Christians, I will not sit on the sideline and allow pornography to go into our elementary schools, to allow God to be stripped out of every single aspect of our lives, to allow the southern border to be wide open and allow our culture to be completely destroyed by people who do not share our values. It is time for Christians to get involved. I believe we have a Christian mandate to do it. You can look all throughout the Old Testament, whether it's David, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, whether it, 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 you can see whether it was Esther, so many people who were trying to use Christian values in a secular government. And I believe it is time for us to step up and try and move this country more back to faith, a faith-based country. Well, uh, Madison, I, I know you got to go, so I'm, I'm just, if you have time, I just wanted to ask you real quick, if you could give us an update, because we, we're, we're seeing about January 6th with the, you know, they're, they're, they've, they've indicted all these folks, they call it this conspiracy, they call it, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy what they're doing, but now we've seen breaking uh, in the news, uh, this guy, Ray Epps, uh, Fed-protected provocateur, he, he appears to have led the very first uh, January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. This guy 
it, all of a sudden the, the feds have pulled him off and, and they're trying to hide the fact that he was there. And they've got videotapes of him pushing people and encouraging them to breach the Capitol. Um, are, are, you, are you hearing any of this in, in the Capitol or is it kind of hush-hush or is it muzzled or is this stuff that's on the forefront of your mind? This is absolutely on the forefront of our mind. And, you know, we have people who were here and, you know, they should be charged with misdemeanors for, for breaking small laws, but they are being treated as domestic terrorists. They, yeah. are, they are being held in solitary confinement. It's terrible. But now we're starting to see that the people who actually led the assault, who convinced people to go inside, I, it's becoming very abundantly clear that they are actually federal agents. That's right. I mean, I would love to be able to sit down with the director of the FBI and say, how many agents did you have on scene, plainclothes officers, plainclothes agents, who were then encouraging people to go inside the doors of the Capitol? Uh, you know, they're starting to come out and, and attack every single member of Congress saying that we should be expelled if you voted to contest the election, which, you know, we can go into the constitutional nature by which they broke uh, well, some of the first tenets of the Constitution, the only state legislatures can change election law. Right. Uh, but now we're seeing, you know, this is terrible when you have a federal government who is trying to manipulate and encourage people who are rightfully so upset to go then and break the law and then persecute them as if they're terrorists. Right. I think the people who should be persecuted are the federal agents who are, uh, I, I believe, really working against the American people. I, I would, if this proves to be true, and this Ray Epps guy and all the rest that we've been seeing uh, pans out, I, I'm with you. Uh, Congressman Cawthorn, you are a blessing to me. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you, you, you've missed a, an interview with an amazing young man, 26-year-old, youngest congressman in the history of the country, modern history. Um, and you're, you're out there in North Carolina. Um, I, I, I pray that those, those good folks in North Carolina keep reelecting you. Uh, you've got a bright future ahead of you, Madison. You're a great blessing to all of us. Thank you for all you do. And um, hey, listen, I know you got a vote to do. You've given us more time than we were expecting. And so we'll let you go. But God bless you, bro. Anything you want to say before we uh, sign you off? Well, no, just passing it. I think you, you would be a part of that Black Road Regiment of pastors who, you know, for the first, first fires of combat in 1776 in Concord, uh, in Concord, New Hampshire. You would be on the front line leading that with your church congregation. So I want to say thank you for what you're doing to save our nation. I'll see you all. And uh, Congressman, it's great being on with you. Bryce, I can't wait to see you again soon, my friend. Talk to you all later. Thank you, Thanks, brother. Madison. All the best. Bless you. All right, Bryce. Uh, why don't you let the folks know, because we're going to have uh, a fireman come on on the second segment from Beverly Hills talking about what they're facing, these heroes that now have been dismissed. Uh, they're getting fired because they're unwilling to take this experimental injection that has killed now 16,000-plus Americans, healthy Americans, hospitalized hundreds of thousands. Um, and they just don't want that. And, and they're, they're willing to take their chances with a virus that has a 99.7% survival rate. Um, and, and now they're going to lose their jobs. I mean, this is, this is crazy. So tell folks how they can call in and what we can do. Yeah, we're taking your calls at 888-528-2557. Looking forward to, um, you know, helping you guys pass the time in the rain. Yeah, because it's right. wet out there. It's wet out there. I mean, we, this is a good storm. We needed the rain. Uh, and, and then I was going to, uh, with Congressman McEwen being here with us, I, I wanted to um, check with you, Bob. I, 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 would, you, would you share with the folks, especially what uh, Madison was talking about in relation to the January 6th event, was this an insurrection in your estimate? Because I'm, I'm, I've watched videos. Now, we're going to see a movie come out. We're going to premiere it in our church. And, and, and watching this video, you got 80-year-old grandmothers who are considered domestic terrorists. Uh, there, there was one young man, a DEA agent, who was in our church. He came up to me. I, I saw him on, on, on Tucker. He, he was distraught 
and they they took away his job and they took away his 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 weapon permit and all he did he didn't even step into the capital that day he just acknowledged that the guy he was with his war buddy that he had served with in Iraq was an FBI informant and and he showed the the screenshots and everything they didn't arrest that guy they didn't do anything to him they're going after my friend and they're giving him they're trying to get him 16 years in prison he didn't do anything wrong and and this is the pressure and he was scared to death to 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 plead not guilty because he didn't have the money he couldn't contend with the federal government but he finally did, and he's standing, and I'm proud of him. And so are all these folks. Uh, any thoughts on that, Bob? Right at the very edge, the American people, they were – what the Trump administration did was begin to expose the the underside of the corruption in our government. And uh, they had to get rid of him, and it's called a PSYOP. It's when you get everybody together, whether it be Benazir Bhutto, who's running for prime minister in Pakistan. You get a big crowd. You come up behind you. You shoot her, and then you disappear in all the chaos. And this was a, a failed PSYOP in which they came in. Those folks didn't have, they didn't have razor blades. They didn't, ha- they didn't have toe clippers. They couldn't have insurrected. They couldn't have overthrown the greatest nation in the history of the world if they would have tried. But there were a handful of folks in there and we, that were broke, broke some windows and did some things that they shouldn't have done. And every time we try to finger them, we find out that they were actually on the federal payroll. And it's an effort to convince the average person, the person who watches CNN, the person who watches MSNBC, to believe that if you believe in America and you wave the flag and you support your president, that somehow or another you're evil. That's what this is all about. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Well, we, we got a call. I'll, I'll take it. We have time. So let's take this call. Uh, we've got uh, Frank. Go ahead. You're on uh, SoCal Live. This is Rob McCoy, and uh, you're with Bryce and Congressman Bob McEwen. Yes, I, I just tried to understand what the congressman meant when he said that uh, we should not welcome anybody coming to our country if they don't share the same beliefs as the Christians. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear that one. Did you hear that, Bryce? I did not. Yeah, uh, I, I, and um, I, I know. I know Madison. That that's not anything he'd say. I, maybe you heard he him wrong. Said, when he said that we have open borders. Open borders means that, that you don't have an orderly process. That means that, that when you go to to Disney World yeah, and everybody no, just walks hang, in. Hang on, let, let me talk. You ask a question. Go ahead, Congressman. That's called an open, when you don't have a ticket process where you pay your ticket and you come in uh, and abide by certain rules. So that's the way a nation operates. That's the way every city operates. And, and currently, that has been collapsed. People do not have to go through the border crossings. They just come across at will. We do not know who they are or how much they're infected. Uh, so do you want to follow up on that, Frank, or uh, you want to respond to that? Well, you know what, I, I understand that, but the part of the young congressman said that, which, uh, again, you can, you know, you record everything. You can go back and record after when he said we should not welcome anybody unless they share our Christian values. No, no. What, what he's, yeah, I, I remember what you're referring to, Frank. Uh, what he said was, I support everyone, but when it comes to defending, I'm in this office because of my convictions, is what he said. But he said, I, I am yeah, in support of, in a pluralistic society, of everyone. He, he didn't go in to say simply that. He, he represents all the people of North Carolina. Oh, yeah, I understand, but I mean, you know, he said what he said, and I heard what I heard. I mean, you know. And look, you know, don't try to change it, you know, or anything like that. But I mean, okay, come on, I'm, you know, and you guys should be Christian before Republicans. 
Come on, guys. Uh, okay, well, well, first of all, never put that forward, not once. And secondly, we were putting forward the issues, and I am a Christian before anything else. I don't know where you infer on that one, but but Frank, hey, you're, you're free to speak. And I'll tell you what, I'll even go back and listen to it because I sincerely, there's three guys in the room right now, did not hear what you're alluding to, but I'll take a look at it. And in all fairness, if it's true, I'll let everyone know. we got to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you, Frank, for joining us on that one. And... Uh, Folks, call in because on the last segment, everyone gets a chance to speak. And uh, we'll have a fireman from Beverly Hills Fire Department with us. This is critical. You guys got to hear this. We'll be right back with SoCal Live. God bless you all. Hey, Southern California. I know it's soggy Southern California because we're getting some much needed rain. Uh, Thanks for joining us on SoCal Live. I'm your guest host, Pastor Rob McCoy, uh, the pastor at God Speak Church in Thousand Oaks, California, joined by my... Uh, I'm going to co-pilot. I like that better. Co-pilot, Bryce Eddy, Super Bryce, and he's landing the planes. And uh, Congressman McEwen has been with us. He's going to be back with us again, but uh, he's he's given up his seat for a very special guest. And I am so honored to be in the studio with this man. Uh, first time I've had the privilege to meet him in person, but I have to tell you what he's doing is courageous. And, uh, you know, when I think about Poland, when they contended, and it was Pope John Paul II and Lech Walesa who contended with the tyranny of that that uh, oligarchy state that had imposed upon all the unions, they, they stood in solidarity and stopped the abuse of all these workers. Well, listen, folks, across Southern California, the man you're about to hear from is someone that we need to take inspiration from and stand in solidarity with. Uh, his name is Josh Satley. He is a fireman for the Beverly Hills Fire Department. He served. He's, he's, he has served 11 years in the Beverly Hills Fire Department. He travels all the way to his job from Murrieta, California, because with the pay that he receives, he can't afford to live in Beverly Hills, but he serves the citizens of Beverly Hills. And he did that during the pandemic and the worst of the crisis. He was one of the folks that they called a hero, and they were so grateful for him. And during the riots, Josh was there, and he was a hero. And now they are forcing this experimental injection upon their people. And you know what's interesting is in the midst of him being called a hero and he was putting himself on the front lines, serving the citizens of Beverly Hills, he contracted COVID. He's got the antibodies. He's already suffered this thing and he's now got the antibodies. And now they are saying you will no longer have a job. You are now on unpaid leave. If you will not receive an injection that has killed over 16,000 healthy Americans, hospitalized hundreds of thousands, and that's just the reporting of the VAERS website, which we think is 90% underreported. And, you know, folks, we need to stand in solidarity. Whether you're pro-vax, anti-vax, that's irrelevant. This is is one of our heroes. I, I love the old adage that God made firemen so that police officers could have heroes too. I mean, they go into the same places that the, the police officers go to. They just don't have guns. And, and these guys put their life on the line. They are the greatest blessing. And now we're throwing them under the bus because they're unwilling to take a shot with a virus that has a 99.7% survival rate. And I want you all to welcome and support and encourage this man, Josh Satley. Welcome to SoCal Live. God bless you, friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, you you drove all the way in from Murrieta. And now, granted, you don't have a lot to do because you're on unpaid leave. (laughs) Uh, That's true. And and, and you got four kids. Four kids, yeah. I definitely stay busy with them. How does does the city of Beverly Hills sleep at night justifying that insanity? 
Um, you know, a lot of them, I don't think they really have uh, a soul, to be honest with you. They, they don't have their past feeling at this point because they want this thing so bad. They want 100% compliance, 100% vaccination rate that they don't care steamrolling our, our human rights, our religious beliefs, and our freedoms. They just are steamrolling us into submission is what they want. And, and there are others on the force that are in the same position you are. Some of them are closer to retirement. You've got 11 years under your belt. But, I mean, the, I, I, I guess what is this, the elite that are just fresh? I mean, you're driving in, and you're a, you're, a, you're a father of four, you and your wife, raising your family in Murrieta. You're driving all the way in to serve the people in Beverly Hills. That, how long of a commute is that for you? Uh, typically an hour and a half. And I leave at like 3.30 in the morning and beat traffic. So 3.30 in the morning to come and do your shift, which you've mm-hmm. done faithfully for 11 years to the citizens, the elite citizens of Beverly Hills. And now that city has put you on unpaid leave because of your unwillingness to take an experimental injection when you already possess the antibodies and you were considered a hero working through that. Bryce, what, what do you think of this? Well, I, I just have a question for you. Who's driving it? Is it the city council? Is it the, the you know, the mayor? Uh, um, you know, who is, is pushing it? It's not the department, is it? Well, that's a great question. And, and I think it starts at the top and works its all the, all the way down to the fire chief. Um, you know, the enforcement arm of the council right now is the HR director, Shelley Overham. And the city manager, George Chavez, um, they're the ones that are kind of dictating really how policies are being run right now in the department as far as operations go. And they're the ones that were determining whether our religious exemptions would be accepted or denied. Um, and that's without any, um, you know, criteria or any proper training on their end uh, as to how they would go about these exemptions. One of the things that's unique about the city of Beverly Hills is that the residents themselves are are very, very powerful and yeah. very influential with that. Have you had interaction with the, the residents and, and the people of the city that, that really appreciate you guys and have backed you in the past? Um, I haven't because I haven't been to the city uh, since our rally uh, right after this happened. Um, I did hear that there's a couple groups that want to reach out, and I'm trying to get in contact with a conservative group there in Beverly Hills um, currently. And so we're trying to get hooked up with those people that do support us. Yeah. Um, I know they're out there. Um, I know there's a lot of big supporters. And, you know, uh, for whatever reason, I just haven't gotten in contact with them yet. I'm just one little Yeah, we'll do that because I think that's key. Um, yeah. You know, you need you need the people other than just, yeah. you know, HR and, and, you know, city leadership to be telling yeah. you guys what needs to happen. Because the, the people of Beverly Hills are incredibly appreciative of all the work that you guys have done. And they, and they back both their police and fire. That's true. Uh, Bryce, thank you for that insight. Uh, and for folks who are joining us, uh, you're, you're at SoCal Live, and I'm Rob McCoy. I'm the guest host. And we've got in our studio Josh Satley, who is a fireman from the city of Beverly Hills, 11-year veteran fireman, married, four kids. You live in Murrieta. You commute an hour and a half to get to work. You've been doing it for 11 years. You did it during the pandemic. You actually contracted COVID. You now got the antibodies. And now they have put you on unpaid leave because you're unwilling to take an experiment, an experimental injection that has killed 16,000 healthy Americans. Uh, and, and, and all of the vaccination companies, they have no liability on this. And none of them are willing to take it. And your employers aren't either. But they're forcing you or you lose your job. And that's not an option. And did you did you pursue a religious exemption, Josh? Yeah, I did. There was, uh, there was about 23 of us who pursued a religious exemption. Um, we tried to ask for the process from the city. They gave us no direction. And, in fact, our chief told us at the time in August that you had to be Dutch reformist or Christian scientist to even have it approved. Whoa. Wait, that, what? That was the direction he was given, he said, after got, getting off wow. a phone call with L.A. County. Um, Unbelievable. So, again, we asked for direction on how to go about this. The city gave us nothing. So through our attorney, about mid-September after the election, we went ahead and submitted 
religious exemptions that were based off of the LA County mandate. Very basic, right? Yeah. Um, you know, my religious beliefs preclude me from taking the vaccine. Basically, that's it. Bottom line. That's all it needs to say. Yeah. And, so, and you know what? They don't really need to be involved in your stuff. It's none of their business. Right. And I saw a response from one of the healthcare companies when, when a, a, one of the employer, employees put in a religious exemption, and they said, did you know that Pope uh, you know, Francis has uh, approved this? And, and, it's, and, and, and he goes on to say, did your children ever get vaccines? A complete violation of HIPAA law. Uh, uh, I mean, you're, they're invading. Our, they have no right for any of this. Well, so if we have people around the country suspending the Constitution yeah. and ignoring the Constitution, they're not going to care about HIPAA. Yeah, they don't care about HIPAA. <laughs> Good point. Josh, uh, how can we support your brave stand? Because the, really, the one thing that's going to stop this tyranny is solidarity. I mean, I'm watching In-N-Out Burger, and God bless Lindsey Schneider and, and Sean Schneider. Uh, these are the owners of In-N-Out, and they're standing fervently against the tyranny of this state. And, and they've actually had a one of their... their, their uh, Places shut down up in Northern California because they refuse to mandate vaccines for their employees. Um, but we all have to stand with them. Look, whether you agree or disagree, the reality is this is freedom. So, Josh, how do we support this for you? What do we do? Well, <clears throat> that's a great question. I think a lot of it just comes up to standing up and, and supporting us. At, you know, all the firefighters, I just want to say we just need to just hold the line. Um, you know, I'm encouraged by what I see in the airlines, you know, with those guys holding the line and what happened. Um, they there backed down, you know. Uh, recently, L.A. City was able to get an injunction until December 8th. That's a victory. That is okay? a victory. L.A. County, they're sitting on a third-party arbitrator right now. Um, they're going to see what happens with that, but it's got pushed back. Um, for us in Beverly Hills, it's come and gone, and they're handling it in a very um, harsh way. They're creating draconian rules and laws and policies that really have nothing to do with the mandate. And other, you know, departments, Santa Monica, uh, West Covina, and these other departments, they've just decided, hey, we're just going to accept exemptions and kind of stand back and see how it goes. So me personally, uh, you know, supporting the cause is just any way we can fight and defend our freedoms and our medical choice is all we're asking for. Um, it really isn't about the vaccine. Um, it's really about our freedoms, and that's how we all feel about it. Um, me personally, I, you know, I have a, a, a Gibson Go account. You can check me out, uh, J Josh Satley. Um, I'm just trying to uh, just stay in the fight as long as I can. We got to keep, keep your family fit. And, how, yeah. how old are your kids? So uh, 14, 12, 9, and 7. So, so Beverly Hills didn't give you a severance or anything. They just put you on unpaid leave. Uh, unpaid leave, yeah. They, yeah they, you're, you're a criminal estate. Yeah, they bypassed any Firefighter Bill of Rights uh, due process. Wow, that's crazy. How do you spell your last name so S that people get it right? S-A-T-T-L-E-Y. S-A-T-T-L-E-Y. And then please go uh, and, and support, you know, L.A. Free, uh, you know, L.A. County. Please support those guys. They're getting their 501c3 together right now. Firefighters for Freedom, support them as well on, on Instagram and with their uh, nonprofits. They're opening chapters uh, all throughout the nation, really. there's I saw a Firefighter for Freedom in New Jersey. Yeah, we started one at our – Godspeak, they met at our church. We had oh, Dr. Gold come out. We got they're great. Of, yeah. yeah, they're great. So any way you can support those guys, uh, really we're trying to get united and fight this thing together. There's just so many different chapters and departments that we got to – is, Get under one umbrella. Is uh, Attorney Nicole Pearson helping you guys? Uh, I know she's helping a number of firefighters, but we're just trying. And if you're if you're an attorney out there, come alongside. I mean, they, they need help out there. Please, um, we do need a lot of help, a lot of legal advice, a lot of legal help with this uh, battle that we have. You know, Bryce, I was thinking about Martin Niemöller. We studied him on Sunday, and this was a German pastor who contended with Hitler along with Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and and he basically said uh, in in a in, in a quote of his. Uh, here's the statement. This is how the Nazis took over Germany. And he said, first they came for the socialists and I didn't speak out because I was not a socialist. And then they came for the trade unionists and I told I, I did not speak up because I wasn't of the trade union. 
And then they came for the Jews and I didn't speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. And, and here we have a firefighter and it's time to speak up. Uh, we, we've got businesses, estimated 65% of the restaurants, the small businesses in Ventura will never reopen because of the draconian measures of these lockdowns. Uh, Josh, I am so sorry for what you and your family are facing and the, and Christendom, uh, all those listening here on, on KKLA, um, all through Southern California, pray for him and his family, um, pray for wisdom for the folks in Beverly Hills that they would make wiser decisions. Cause this is, this is just insane. Anything you want to add, Bryce, before we, uh, prepare to go to the third segment and take some calls? Yeah, well, listen, I, I think we, uh, Dan earlier had <clears throat> talked about, you know, people standing up and fighting, yeah. and this is an opportunity for churches, too, you know, to, to stand up and support guys like you and, and be there and be a place uh, of refuge for you and, and support you financially, and we need to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, Josh Zavala, who is an, another firefighter, uh, he heard when we did a freedom rally at our church, he's the one who organized a bunch of firefighters. And then that's how I got connected with you. So this is growing. People are waking up to it. Any last words before we go into the break? I just want to say thanks again for the opportunity. And thanks for everybody who's reached out, who's been praying for us, who's been walking alongside of us. And I see that great awakening happening. Yeah, That righteous anger that people are starting to get a hold of because they are messing now with, honestly, a, a noble profession that people love. You know, yep. kids love firefighters. I love firefighters, and you know, when I was a kid, my kids love me and, and, and love all my coworkers. And, um, you, you know, we really have to stand tall and just hold the line and, and be courageous in that. Cool. Josh, you couldn't have said it better. Well, folks, uh, this is SoCal Live. We've had Josh Satley, uh, fireman, 11 years, Beverly Hills Fire Department. He's been put on unpaid leave because he's unwilling to take the experimental injection he's already had. The He's got the antibodies. It's just crazy. Uh, next segment, we're taking calls from you all. Bryce, tell them how to do it. Yeah, call us at 888-528-2557. First come, first serve. Let's Freest moment in America. God bless you guys. We'll see you in a bit. Southern California, welcome to SoCal Live. I have to tell you, I have so enjoyed being the guest host. My name's Rob McCoy. I'm the pastor of God Speak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. I had the privilege to guest host uh, both Thursday, Friday, and today, along with my sidekick, Bryce Eddy, and we've had a blast. We've had a number of wonderful guests. We're going to close out uh, this guest host appearance because uh, today's my last day, uh, and, and we're going to close it out with... The, the freest minutes in America, because this is not the Internet where you're going to be censored. You get to talk. You get to share. You get to say whatever's on your heart. Uh, Bryce, tell them how to call in and what to do. Yeah, call us at 888-528-2557. Now, as, as folks are, are maybe wanting to call in, I know we had one guy calling talking about critical race theory. He hung up, I guess. I don't know what happened. But the idea is he was thinking eh, that's just the boogeyman of the Republican Party and uh, you know, and it's not being taught in schools. It's just not true. It is being taught, but they don't—they don't go by the name critical race theory. They—they—they uh, they, they, they separate us and they have us look at our immutable trait as some sort of a hindrance, and we focus on race. Uh, this is all inspired by critical race theory, and he says it's a Republican thing. He needs to read cynical theories by Dr. James Lindsay, lifelong Democrat. Uh, read this guy. He's also an atheist, so it's not a Christian thing. Uh, read it, and he said actually in, in Christian radio, he said if 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 he wanted if he was still an angry atheist, James Lindsay, Doctor Lindsay said, if he was still an angry atheist and he wanted to destroy the church, the one thing he'd use would be critical race theory. 
that's an interesting one. So, hey, uh, Congressman McEwen, as as uh, folks are getting signed up here to call in, um, you you heard Josh Satley uh, share with us from the Beverly Hills Police, or excuse me, Beverly Hills Fire Department, facing uh, you know he unpaid leave because he's unwilling to take an in- experimental injection. He's already got the antibodies. As as a sitting congressman for six terms and knowing what, what the Constitution means, how does this hit you? The idea that anybody would even try to do such a thing is, is almost incomprehensible. Uh, we need to act quickly. We need to stand up abruptly. We need to allow the courts to speak that you cannot do these types of things. I mean, the idea that somebody... Uh, you take all of the pharmaceuticals. Not one pharmaceutical would produce one vaccine unless they got the Congress of the United States signed by the president to agree to not hold them accountable for the, ram- the damages and the ramifications of these vaccines. If they were safe vaccines and they weren't experimental, then they would stand behind them. But they don't. Now you have these tyrannical little little popes going around, these, these uh, folks that, that want to pontificate to tell a person who is shopping or just a, per, a person even wanting to go to a restaurant, that they're going to say that you have to be accountable for your your health, give us a, your papers. Yeah. It's something that we've never seen in the 1930s. They didn't do this in, in Germany. So we need to stand up and put a stop to it. It's so unfortunate that there are the casualties that we see with our police and fire at the moment. We need to support them, stand behind it, and put a stop to this before America disappears. There's a reason why we call them heroes, and that's why, Josh, I mean, man, that guy's a hero as far as I'm concerned. Bless that guy. All right, we've got a caller. Lucy's calling in, and this one's breaking my heart. If, if, if I'm reading it correctly, she had to schedule her appointment to take a vaccine for tomorrow. Tomorrow, or they're going to fire her from her work. Yep. Lucy, are you there, dear? Yes, I'm here. T- tell us a little bit about what's going on. So basically, um, I'm working for the county through the registry, and um, I'm a Christian, and uh, I submitted my religious beliefs to the county, and uh, nevertheless, they decided to fire me, to let me go, and... Um, you know, nowadays you can't support your family other than to get work. And um, so basically right now, I it looks like I have no choice but to get the vaccine. I'm just very proud of that firefighter who just refused to get the vaccine. And um, I don't know if I can follow his example. And I took an appointment to get my vaccination tomorrow. And I really don't know if I'm doing that right or wrong. It's just, I do need a support and just kind of a guidance. Yeah. That's the right thing for me to do. I understand, dear. I mean, look, look, we're forcing Americans to have to choose to, to accept something they don't believe is efficacious for them. They're taking it under duress uh, and they're being threatened to lose their job. And Lucy's a perfect example of this. Lucy, would you do me a favor, dear? Would you write this down? Rob at godspeak.com. Would you send me an email? I want to stay connected with you. I want to help you. Rob at godspeak.com. I know that's going out all over the airways and people are going to abuse it, but for you, Lucy, it's worth it. You go ahead and uh, use my email and, and reach out to me. I want to help you. I have some options for you. Um, you guys want to comment on Lucy's situation before? Uh, I want to bring her back on, but what do you think? 
Well, just the the idea that these people want you to do things. They want you to wear a mask. They want you to take a vaccination. If they're vaccinated, if they're covered with a mask, if they, why do they care what other people do? Exactly. It's just tyranny. It is. Is anybody else bothered by the fact that we watch them change the definition of vaccine in real time? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 That's like 1984. It's 1984. Newspeak. Orwell. They're re, yeah. They're they're changing all the definitions. Lucy, are you still there, dear? Lucy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Would you let me do uh, do something? Would you let me pray for you? Sure, please. Lord, I pray for Lucy and her heart's desire. She she wants to provide for her family, Lord. And she wants to do what's right. And she prays for strength and wisdom and courage and direction. She wants to contend against that which is tyrannical. She She wants to stand for what is true. And, Lord, she's been placed in a difficult situation. And so, God, I pray that you'd give her courage. I pray you'd give her peace. I thank you that we rise and fall before one master. I know your word says that all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. Lord, you, you say in James, if any man lacks wisdom, all he need but do is ask of you, and you'll give freely to him who asks. I pray that you give Lucy all of that. I pray that you guard her heart and her mind in Christ Jesus and, and give her that peace, Lord, please. And, Lord, we do pray for provision for her, and we pray that you would awaken these governmental authorities to realize the tyranny that they are invoking and that they would stop it. And so protect our sister and her family. We ask your blessing on her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Lucy, uh, I sent you uh, my email, uh, rob at godspeak.com. Would you reach out to me? I want to see if I can help you later, okay? Sure. Thank you so much. And I'm also a medical worker, by the way, and uh, I've been providing all my care and everything through the uh, COVID times, and yep. now it's so easy to say you're free to go, you know. Mm. You were the hero, and now you're a zero. Absolutely. Lucy, Completely what... that's how I feel. Lucy, what's your accent? It's, uh, I'm a native, like, nationality Armenian, but... Uh, Inch Besses. Now in the U.S. I know a little Armenian. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Amen. Uh, okay, I'm going to let you go. We'll, we'll uh, take another caller. Uh, but Lucy, you reach out to me. I'll do my best to help you out. Okay, dear? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank All right. You. Southern California, pray for this dear lady. Uh, Lucy is a treasure. She is in the medical field. She served in the middle of the pandemic. She was a hero. They lauded her. They praised her. She's got the antibodies probably just like Josh does. And now she has to choose between getting the clot shot or um, the Fauci ouchie or losing her job. It's amazing. Yeah. Vicious bullies. Vicious bullies. That's tyranny. That's fascism. Bullies. Fascism. Yeah. Correct. All right. Well, um, I, I, at this point, if it... It seems like every time we get somebody who's really juicy on the line and they give us the tag of who they are, they go away because I guess they get scared. Well, I just think we're compelling. Yeah, I hope so. And so we start to convince them. Yeah, yeah. That we see the tagline and we start just talking and they go away because I think they're just afraid. Uh, come on. Well, get the, a backbone. If you so, disagree with us, call us. The question was whether or not CRT is being taught. And uh, in Northern Virginia, they had the President Obama, and they had the governor, and they everyone come over and say it's really not going on. And parents uh, are have their children understand day after day where they have their little five year old have to stand up and explain her 
her skin color to her best friend who they've been playing together for the last two or three years. And, and so it's, every time these politicians try to say there's nothing to it, then the children and the teachers come back and say, well, this is exactly what we're being forced to teach. It's exactly it. You know, it's bizarre because, you know, I, growing up here in California, we grew up in a, um, a like it was a post-racist society. Exactly. Um, you know, and I and I raised my kids in that same way. I mean, race just wasn't even a thought to us. And I remember a really cute story. My oldest daughter, we were driving um, uh, home and my wife had uh, gone out with her friends. And she asks me, Daddy, well, you know, who'd she go out with? And I, you know, tell her, oh, she went out with so-and-so and so-and-so. Well, who are your friends, Daddy? And I say, well, you know, Uncle Randy, and I'm naming my pals. And then I, and then she goes, oh, is is Mr. Jeremy your friend, Jeremy Haynes, who yeah, yeah. you and I both know and, and love dearly, and, yeah. and uh, Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy. And I go, oh yeah, he's one of my very best friends. And she goes, I like him. And I said, oh really? Why is that? I like his black skin. You know, <laughs> and it was just this cute, innocent thing that you know she there there we it's invisible to us otherwise that there's just a, a, anything other than just this beautiful cosmetic difference. Okay, so so I get accused of, you know, being a, a Republican racist. Okay, my son-in-law is black. My grandkids are half but they're mixed. I mean, they're, they're I call them my caramel cherubs. There, there's not a racist bone in my body. I, I don't even need to defend it. It's so stupid. Is it, that accusation is just you know ad hominem attacks, and I'll, and this is the one thing, Bob. You'll appreciate this. The fall of Saigon, 1975 Memorial Day. My father takes me on a drive. I'm nine years old. We go through the gates at Camp Pendleton. And as we go through, he gets a crisp salute as a Navy captain. We drive in, and there is a tense as far as the eye can see. We get out of the car. I've never heard the sounds or smells I've ever heard. It was all Vietnamese boat people. They had lost their country. We get to a tent. My dad uh, gets the, the, the tag. We go to the tent. The guy comes out, salutes my father. He says, Major Nguyen, there's no saluting. Your family now. You're coming home with us. And he says, uh, Captain, since we last talked, I'm married. He says, get your wife, let's go. And I got in the back with this woman from a rural village in Vietnam, didn't speak a lick of English, and we're driving home, and they ended up living with us, became uh, brother and sister, and the amazing thing is uh, she was cooking and, and burned my mother's carpet in the, living, in the kitchen, and they just remodeled it. My mom was going to kill her, and she fried fish. My mom didn't like fried fish. She cried. She was shaking. My mother hugged her and said, you know, it's going to be okay. And I said, Mom, why didn't you get angry with her? And she said, Rob... They've lost their country. We can replace the carpet. That's America. Yeah. Uh, they, they went on Amen. to have three children, became doctors. I, I love that. Uh, we, we, we're going to close out maybe with a, a, a call. We got, we got Bill. Uh, th- are you there, Bill? Yes, I am. What's up, man? Rob, thanks. I, I, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I, I wrote Terry an email, so I want you to consider hosting the show, man. I don't know if you didn't want to do it, but I uh, mm-hmm. love the guests you guys have on. And uh, I also wanted to ask the congressman if uh, if anything's been done in Congress about this new one. Uh, let's have the IRS audit uh, all of our accounts with this $600 special thing. All right. Well, we'll, we'll close with that because that's the last one. We're coming to the close of this session. But thanks for the question, Bill, and thanks for the encouragement. Bob, you want to touch on that, and we'll close it out. It's a very good question. The government wants to keep track of every dime that you spent, whether or not you buy a, a chair, how much you spend on groceries. And all of that is, is in the bill that every if you don't think there's a difference between the parties, every single member of one party will vote for it. Every single of the other party will vote against it. And when you and I put the people in charge that are there, that's where we've lost our freedoms. So you watch, you watch what those Biden signs in people's yards, you know what, what direction they're going, we're paying the price for that decision every day. 
Well, Bryce, I have enjoyed uh, doing this with you for the last, what, Thursday, Friday, today, and now we had Congressman McEwen in the studio. This has been a run, a fun ride. Uh, Bryce, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. This has been fun. And we'll see if they want us back. Yeah. All right. Well, to all of you out there in Southern California, it's been a privilege to be your guest host on SoCal Live. Rob McCoy, pastor at Godspeak Church in Thousand Oaks, California. And until next time, God bless you all. We'll see you down the road. Bye now.